the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 63 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 10. I'm Liam, and I'm 8. And only together can we talk about Star Wars. (laughs) We're your home for Star Wars. Listen to Children of the Force, and you'll never have to worry about anything again. Those other podcasts are nice and all, but Children of the Force cares about you. We're your home. We welcome you home. If you're not with us, you're against us. Spread the word to get us heard. Don't put those other podcasts in your ears. Ew. We must unite as one Children of the Force listener base. You know, you're kind of bragging. So <laughs> so, so, this week, we're talking about propaganda. And uh, all of those horrible things that I just said. Those horribly aggrandizing things that make children of the force seem like it's better than it is and tries to convince people no, that, that children of the force is awesome and all these yeah no i know exactly right because sometimes bad propaganda doesn't work right like and that was that was that was, that was poorly written propaganda yeah it's advertising for an idea sort of it's or for right right that's propaganda so um we're going to talk about propaganda in a little bit we're going to actually talk about the book Star Wars Propaganda by Pablo Hidalgo, which uh, is kind of an overview of propaganda in Star Wars. Uh, so it's kind of in-universe propaganda, like what sort of posters were the em- was the Empire hanging up around the galaxy, and you know what did the Rebellion put out there to try to convince people to join the cause and stuff like that. So uh, uh, pretty cool. I have one. Yeah, one. Mon Mothma's message. Sure, exactly. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta, well, yeah, kind of, you have to craft your message a certain way and, and that can be considered propaganda. Kind of, can That's be. good propaganda mm. though. Um, but yeah, no, I felt kind of dirty saying all those things, uh, because I, I love, I love that there's so many Star Wars podcasts and I would never say, listen to us and don't listen to anyone else. Or this is the one podcast you need to listen to. I, Actually, that sounds <clears> much better. <throat> really? I'm not, I'm not going to say that though. <laughs> so. But we're back, and Anna, you're back. You're yeah, better. Yeah, you're not yeah, coughing yeah, as much. Yeah. But uh, I we missed you. Infection. We missed you last week. You do. You did get an ear infection, but it's I, getting better. Yeah. So we're good. It's getting better. We're good to go. Uh, I got an email from Chris from Star Wars Kids Cast yesterday, and he was kind enough to send me this very informative email about how to pronounce the name of that new guy who plays Chewbacca. And Chris has learned how to speak Finnish. Uh, to a certain extent, which is the language of Finland, which is where this actor is from. Uh, I mistakenly said, I think last episode that he was from maybe Denmark or something like that. Uh, but I was wrong and I kind of knew I was wrong when I said it, but I just couldn't remember Finland though, Finland. So here is how Chris says we should say the name of the new Chewbacca or as I like to refer to him, Nubaka. Uh-huh. Which I thought that I came up with, but I did not. Because I googled Nubaka. And uh, it's been out there for a while. Uh, podcast Brews and Blasters and also Blast Points Podcast uh, have al- already uh, put out Nubaka. And uh, various Twitter users going back to 2011 already beat me to the punch. 
in coining the term Nubaka. Is, so, is that like a hashtag already? <laughs> it already is a hashtag, yeah, yes. That's what uh, hashtag so, Nubaka. So the lesson there is that if you have an original idea, Google it and you'll find out that even if it was your original idea, someone else probably already had that idea too. And that's okay. But what if you're actually the first one to have that idea? Well, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. And it happens, right? It has to happen. Someone has to be the first one to have some ideas, right? So, okay. So we've never been the first one. Well, I don't know. Actually, we might have. Um, (laughs) Hmm. I don't know. There might be some ideas we've come up with that we were the first ones. Um, I think maybe the uh, Ahsoka in Mortis, old Ahsoka appearing to young Ahsoka is actually Ahsoka on Mortis later in her life somehow communicating through the past to her younger theory? self. I think that theory might be uh, an yeah, original that, that I came, up, came up with, possibly. I'm not possibly. sure. Possibly. Um, but anyway, back to the email that Chris sent us. Uh, according to Chris, and he said that until I hear from someone from Finland who tells me differently, uh, that this is more than likely how to pronounce the name. And it is Eunice... Eunice, okay, Eunice, starts with the J, but the J is pronounced Y, Eunice, Swatumo, 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 Swat, sorry, Swatumo, 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 you always, in Finnish, you always stress the first syllable of every word, no matter what, which is pretty cool, Eunice, Eunice, Swatumo, Swatumo, Eunice, Swatumo, Eunice, Swatumo, yeah, there we go, Eunice, Swatumo, yeah, Eunice Swotomo. All right, there we go. Um, thank you so much, Chris, for sending that email. So we got another email, which is awesome, uh, from Nick, and uh, he had replied to what we talked about about the Inquisitors uh, last episode. Was that last episode, Annie? You, I don't even think you listened to the last episode, so you I probably don't know exactly what I'm we talked clueless. about. That's okay. Um, so we talked about the Inquisitors. I had a bunch of questions about the Inquisitors. Like, are there still some left? in this timeline in Rebels and what happened to them eventually and all that stuff. Uh, So Nick had some more questions about the Inquisitors. Who made their lightsabers? Did the Inquisitors make the lightsabers? Yeah. Yeah? You think so? I think they did make their lightsabers, but there's one original lightsaber Mm. that maybe they look at before they can make their lightsaber. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They study it. And then they make their own. I don't know if there's a reason necessarily that they that the Inquisitors couldn't have made their own, I guess. Um, I mean, we see, you know, the younglings making their lightsabers. And they have to use the Force and they have to concentrate really hard and fit all the pieces together. They pro- The Inquisitors probably have to do that too, but they probably have to use the Dark um, Force. Sure. But I was about to say Dark Magic. Dark Magic, well, <laughs> I guess if there were Night Sister lightsabers, maybe. True. Night sabers. Yeah. Night sabers. Someone's <laughs> probably also come up with that. Light sisters. No. Okay. <laughs> Lights, no. I like. I like night, night sabers. sabers. Yeah. Um, another question was if there are leftover inquisitors, uh, maybe they got their memory wiped and they are who becomes Inferno Squad. Inferno Squad. Ugh. <clears throat> that book that's coming out about Inferno Squad. 
I really shouldn't I really shouldn't say it like that because I'm like negatively painting I mean literally more it's well but that's the way I'm saying it right I mean I'm 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 painting it with a negative brush by saying and I should just say I should just say inferno squad you're right I should that's I don't yeah. really like that name. You don't like the name. Okay. Another uh, theory from Nick. Uh, the Grand Inquisitor survives the fire that happens at the end of season one. That's Star Destroyer, right? He falls into the fire. Uh, he's found by the Emperor and sent to the far reaches of space and becomes Snoke. That is the best theory ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a thumbs up for Mana, Nick. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Thumbs up. Okay. I'm putting a thumbs up. <laughs> you like it too, Liam? Yeah. yeah. Cool. And then another one he had was that Darth Bane is resurrected in the Clone Wars after Yoda finds him and becomes the Grand Inquisitor. Now, I... Hmm. Maybe a new Grand Inquisitor? Because I, I think we found out so in season two... So basically, Darth Bane is Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. If those two theories fit together, then yes. Um... Now, in Season 2 of Rebels, right, we find out that the Grand Inquisitor that we knew from Season 1 of Rebels uh, was actually a, a temple guard, a Jedi temple guard, right? That that was what he was before the Empire. And then he joined the Dark Side and became the Grand Inquisitor. But um, after he died, maybe there was another Grand Inquisitor? Did someone else become the Grand Inquisitor maybe. after that? Um, or maybe the Inquisitorius was already sort of on its way out. So there was no new Grand Inquisitor? If he did die. Good, good but point. But I don't know how Darth Bane would live long enough to become Snoke. <gasps> I know. Carbonite. I know. Yeah! Carbonite. He drank the blood of a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking Carbonite. That was <laughs> unicorn and stars and drank the blood of it. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think there are unicorns in Star Wars. I don't. Who knows? Hmm. I like that idea. I like that idea. And Nick's last theory is that if the Inquisitors are still alive, are they aboard the Death Star when it explodes? Could be. Yeah. That's a thought. So, some more uh, Inquisitor thoughts to chew on with your nasty Utapauan teeth. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Nick, for those questions. They are uh, going to get us thinking, and uh, there's probably more questions we could think about when it comes to the Inquisitors. I'm really hoping that, uh, well, we're going to hear a little bit of news uh, later on in the news that might tell us that we will have some more time to hear about Inquisitors. But before we do that, I wanted to say that I finished reading Aftermath, Empire's End today. I finished the Aftermath trilogy today. No spoilers, but the Empire ended. Already? Already what? You're already done with it? Yeah. You started that like a week ago. I know. It took me forever. <laughs> I don't know. I just read it here and there when I get time and stay up too late in bed reading books <laughs> and all that stuff. So it was pretty good. Uh, we will talk about it uh, at a different episode. I want to leave a little more time for people to finish it. Um, you know, and, and when we do talk about it, I'll give a spoiler alert and all that stuff. But there's some pretty interesting things going on. 
in that book, especially toward the end. So, uh, so one more Star Wars thing. Today I was uh, listening to Beltway Banthas, and they were discussing the Empire, and they were discussing how um, the director, one of the no, one of the writers on Rogue One, Chris Chris Whites, I believe his name is, uh, he had tweeted that the Empire has has always been. The Empire is a white supremacist organization. What supremacist? White supremacist. What supremacist? White supremacist. Oh, oh, what? <laughs> I'm like, I, thought, I thought you were, like, correcting me. I was like, I was like no, white, Hannah. And he was like, what? White. What? White. <laughs> Supreme, like, as if in the, like, saying that it's the best. Oh. Right? Um, so that they're racist and, and everything. Um, that's and that's kind of cool. Right, right, and this is in response to to uh, Trump winning the presidency. They, you know, he went on and he said this on Twitter, and it, it was a whole big thing. A bunch of people got mad and they said, "Don't put politics in our Star Wars." And and then other people I were like, mad. other people were like, "Yeah, that's right." And yeah, and then some people were like, "Why, you know, the Empire is the Empire. It's a fictional thing." But uh, you know, we always talk on this on this uh, podcast on this show. We always talk about how politics. Yeah, and how politics and Star Wars kind of kind of meet, uh, meet, and how Star Wars can kind of teach us things about our world. I mean, obviously, it's not perfect, and it's not like um, an exact copy of our world, right? There's some very major differences in very the structure, the structure the of Star Wars, the Force. Sure, the fact and that all the Force those is wars. real, and and the planets, you know, and yeah. planets instead of everything on one planet, right? Um, but one like, thing that I, I, I always think of planets as just like different like ecosystems on the same planet. That's, like, that's what it seems like. You know, the and, galaxy mm-hmm. is the planet for us. Right. That's that's that was just I was gonna say that, Anna. Really? That's actually what I wanted to say. Really? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's that's why I started talking about this. Cool. Because I think what people think is so so he was saying that the Empire is white supremacist. I was waiting for you to say what supremacist again, but uh, <laughs> he was saying that, and and I think we have to think about it as a as a metaphor. And you guys know what metaphor means, right? Yep. Not literally, but figuratively, right? Which I is I am figuratively leaping for joy. I'm so happy! Yay! <laughs> yes, <laughs> we just we just watched the first couple episodes of a series of unfortunate events on Netflix. So and, good! And they they Rise always to love. <laughs> they, they always take time to uh, define words, right? That kids might not know. So the, so they define the difference between literally and figuratively. So so um, I don't think he was saying that the empire is literally a white supremacist organization, right? That they're literally racist. Figuratively. Metaphorically, right? So in Star Wars, and here's how I've always, I've thought about it this way for for a long time, since I was probably a teenager. Not, you know, 10. Like you, Anna. But uh, I sometimes forget that you're 10 and I want to say 11. Isn't that weird? That Um, is weird. But, uh, but I've always thought that, yeah, the different planets are kind of like, they can be viewed as different countries. If we want to kind of take our world states. and put it in, oh, or eh, different countries. countries, probably. Yes, exactly. <sighs> and, and different, and aliens would be, could be, could be viewed as different races or different, you know, people, different cultures, right? So, and I'm not trying to say that, like, um, you know, Wookiees are all, you know, 
this Canadians are all Wookiees. I'm not trying to, I'm not making like a blanket statement about cultures in our world saying that everybody's the same. And we I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. Toydarians. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, I think in Star Wars, no. right? I think in Star well, who else Wars. Who going to be Right. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, I think that one thing that George Lucas did, uh, and has always done since, uh, actually I would say since Return of the Jedi on. Uh, so Return of the Jedi and the prequels. He did take um, aliens and sort of make, like, like Ewoks were Vietnamese, right? And, Ew- and, and Endor was Vietnam. I mean, that was something that, that he talked about. So, uh, or that, that's been pretty clear, at least, in the history of Star Wars. And they and- had the Vietnam <laughs> War, war on Endor. Right, well, that's, that's the Vietnamese that's the idea, yeah. people are so lucky. No, 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 no. See, that's, see, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying that we should, we, should, we should make those comparisons. I'm saying that if we wanted to think of Star Wars in, you know, uh, like, take Star Wars and slot it into our world, that's how we could think about it. So if we think about the Empire, the Empire's human, right? Yeah. So if you think about the Empire as being um, America, which I think George Lucas did, um, he also modeled the Empire around uh, Nazi Germany, um, but also around America. So if you think about the Empire as like white America, right? Then, hmm, you know, it's hard. To, it's hard to explain. So okay, so so if you think about the Empire as America. Uh, which I think is what George Lucas was was going for, um, or or what he was going for was like here's you know uh, America at its worst, right? Is is what the Empire is, uh, or or the worst America could become, right? And when I say America, I mean the United States of America, um, not North America, all of North America or South America or anything like that. Um, so I think, you know, the, the empire in Star Wars is speciesist, right? So the empire is human-centric. Humans are, are in the in-group, and all the other aliens are in the out-group, right? And in the United States, historically, whites have been in the in-group, and Thrawn? non-whites have been in the out-group. Well, then that's an exception. Thrawn is an exception. Um, an exception to the rule, Right. And Masameda too, right? Is an exception. Masameda, so, what's wrong with Masameda? Masameda, tall, horn, blue face guy. Empire, guy. The the emperor likes blue guys, I guess. I don't know. You know humans and blue aliens. So. That's probably his favorite. <laughs> it's his favorite color. color. Yeah, he just. Yeah. It's probably like yeah. peach and blue. He's got a soft spot for blue guys. So, <laughs> so, so I think when when someone says the empire has always been white supremacist, they're saying you know, the Star Wars version of that. And the Star Wars version of white supremacy is human supremacy, right? The Star Wars version of racism is speciesism, right? You get that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Our version of racism is racism. Our version of speciesism is different from the Star Wars version of speciesism. Because our version of in... Speciesism when is basically... The people are all like people are humans. much humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are better mm-hmm. than 
animals. Right. So if you, non-human animals, right? Right. So if you read up on like animal rights theory, they talk about speciesism a lot. And speciesism in, in our world means treating animals who are not human as um, less than human, right? And saying... Uh, that's a big problem for us in our world. I don't like Like, that. we think it's mm-hmm. a problem. Hmm, yeah. Because we're vegan. Yeah, speciesism. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. are. Yeah, we are. I don't know if you had to know that, but... Well, that's the 63rd episode. Just so you know, we're vegan. <laughs> it's the 63rd we're episode We're saying that in our, our 63rd episode, yeah. <laughs> sure. Pretty so, sure we mentioned it in, like, our second episode or something, but... Did we? I don't think we did. Anyway, <laughs> so so I think, you know, when I, when I hear podcasts talk about speciesism, I always think about what that means in our world. But, of course, in Star Wars, it means something different, or at least when we talk about Star Wars. Like, I, I see speciesism in, you know, keeping a rancor in a cage, right? But when most people think speciesism in Star Wars, they're talking about humans, you know, uh, discriminating against aliens, non-human, non-humans, right? Non-human sentient beings although of course in our world <laughs> sentient being means you know i would say that uh i would say a pig is a sentient being right yeah. um has awareness um you know aware of the world around yeah around him stuff like that anyway Every, what about ducks sure ducks why not what about cows, cows? every animal sure. on this earth what about eagles? is a sentient eagles? being eagles yeah sure. jaguars <laughs> Yes. Kitty cats. Kitty cats? Yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So, so <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was not, I was not planning to, to talk about the fact that we're vegan on this, on this episode at all. Um, but you know, I'm not like, I, because, because for me, like when we're talking about Star Wars, we're talking about Star Wars. Yeah. And for me, like veganism doesn't really come into it at all. So I don't want to like add that to the podcast. It's not something that we are really talking about on the podcast because it doesn't really apply to Star Wars. But um, we do talk we're about getting a lot out of Star, Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. We do talk about some non-Star Warsy things. A lot. Uh, yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, but you know, we're a Star Wars podcast, so that's why we don't really talk about you know what we, talk we about do other or do not choose sometimes. to eat and stuff like that yeah yeah so i don't know um you know some people might be like oh they're you know vegan what why why are you talking about that because we are because we, we are yeah we're just we're just vegan we that's, believe in animals. You, have a that's who we are. <laughs> you have a problem no. with that you have a problem with that no <laughs> No, we're not, we're not, we're not going to get all, and the answer is probably yes, but that's okay, because we're, that's okay, we're, we are who we are, and we're not ashamed of that, and, and all that stuff. I mean, if you so. want to stop listening to our episodes because of that, oh, you wow. can, That'd be pretty but drastic. we have some pretty good episodes coming up soon <laughs> that we've already <laughs> planned for. JK, but anyways, you should listen in on them. Yeah, oh, that's, that's hilarious. That's funny. All right. So anyway, it's probably the first and last time we're gonna be talking about that. So, um, but yeah, but that's whatever. It is what it is. Um, but I think back to my original point: the Empire is not white supremacist because we've we've seen people of color in the in the Empire, but the Empire is. You know our version of white supremacist, which for them would be 
human supremacist, I think. That's the way I've always thought about it in my mind. Just want to throw it out there. Let's head on over to the news. So the last episode I said that Lucasfilm had to get off their butts and announce season four of Rebels. Well, they got off their butts. Yeah, and yeah. They announced season four and of Rebels. And for some random reason, Daddy thinks that there isn't going to be a season five. Uh, yeah, I do think that. I in think fact, it's going to stop at season it's gotta five. Be the, I think we're going to see Ahsoka again this season. Actually, oh, in, in season next, four? Yeah. Mm. Actually, Maybe you know what? Like, a, like, she'll actually fight. Oh, my gosh. Maybe they'll... Darth Vader and her will fight like Again? we did before. Oh wow! She might kill the Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, I want that what? to happen. <laughs> you want that to happen? <laughs> I really want that to happen. <laughs> I'm like, you know just what? Know. Thrawn oh. is a horrible character. I mean, he's so mean. Mm-hmm. The way he speaks and all that stuff—it's just kind of calming at times. <laughs> Literally. Do you agree with me? Yes, I do. Yes, yeah, so I don't want him to die for mm. some reason. I could fall asleep to that. Probably, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, he's such a good character. Like, he has bad reasons, but he's also a really good character. I don't mm-hmm. really want him to die. You know, next month, the Thrawn book is coming out. Literally, I'm looking forward to reading that. There was actually an excerpt that came out from that Thrawn book that showed the first time he meets the Emperor. It's quite something. I bet. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so season four, I'm going to predict it will not be a full season. I think it'll be, uh, like a, like a 15 episode, 12 episode season, maybe. Isn't that what most episodes No, 20, 22 episodes. Okay. Yeah, that's my prediction. We'll see. Like an episode is 22 minutes. True. So, so yeah, um... And uh, Variety reported, uh, the magazine, reported a couple days ago, and StarWars.com just confirmed today that Michael K. Williams is joining the cast of the Han Solo movie. I have a photo of him here for you guys to see. Michael Uh, J. Williams. Michael K. Williams. Uh, And there is no word on who who he's going to be playing or how big the part is, but I'm just super happy about this because... uh, He's awesome. Uh, We, your mom and I... That's right. Another person of color, and he also uh, was on a show that Mommy and I watched called The Wire, which is not for not for children. There's a theme here. All these actors in the Han Solo movie were in movies that are not for children. So, television I don't shows think this Han Solo movie is really going to be oh, for yeah. children? Well, sure it will be. I mean, to a certain extent. But he played Omar Little on The Wire, and he was just the best character. Ugh. Love that character. Um... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he's got a really unique unique look uh, to him because he has a big scar running down the middle of his face. Starts in his forehead and it goes down. Do you know uh, why that is? Yeah, he got into, like, a fight when he was younger at a bar and someone someone cut his face. Ow. I know, I know. That's so sad. Right. Like, wow. I know. That is... Like, that is dramatic. Yes, why it is dramatic. Why did they just get into a fight at a bar? I, who knows why these things happen, Liam, right? People get into fights. It happens. I get into fights. You get into fights? Not like actual physical fights. Tell us about that. Especially with someone who's sitting at on this bed right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I get into fights with someone who's sitting on this bed right now, too. Well, and not, it's not daddy. It's not daddy. Not like physical fights, Not though. physical fights, though. Well, no, no. Obvious tell. We play a lot of physical fights. Like, mm. we play it. 
like we pretend punch each other and all that stuff. The fights, the, the real fights that you get into are not physical. No. More of words. Fights of words. All right. Well, hey, let's go over to Canon News. The Canon News song. Yeah. The Canon News song. Yeah. 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 So we're going to talk about propaganda, uh, Star Wars propaganda. So propaganda is an appeal to uh, usually nationalism, right? So like saying like, join our country or join this cause, right? Or our country is the best and we need to do this thing, right? Uh, it's us versus them usually, right? So um, most of the time propaganda is in the form of like a video or a poster. Uh, so historically it's been posters, leaflets, things that um, sometimes even planes will drop from the sky as they fly over a country pieces of paper right and then people see them and they oh and then and they read them and say oh here's what we you know here's what they want us to do and sometimes at like fairs there's someone in a plane with like a sign like a billboard (laughs) sign thing and they just lie yeah that's usually advertising uh that's to make money right so um but right it's that's a possible form of propaganda and a lot of the posters in this book are based on actual propaganda that has existed in our world and they just kind of make it Star Warsy, right? So yeah, th- this book is by Pablo Hidalgo, who is a member of the Lucasfilm Story Group. Uh, in addition to really cool art and propaganda pieces, it also has a lot of information in in the text, in the words, right? And since this is a podcast and not a video, I'm not going to really talk too much about the art because I don't want to be describing these pieces of art. It's something that you really should check out for yourself. Uh, and I really, really recommend this book. You um, could take pictures of the art and post it mm, on. I could, but I'm not going to. Uh, so instead, we're going to talk a bit about what this book teaches us about galactic history, among other things. Um, just kind of some canon news tidbits, stuff like that. So this book is written by Janor of Bith, who, among many works of art, sculpted the statue of Bail Organa that stood in Senate Square of Hosnian Prime. That is so cool. And this statue was written about in the book Bloodline. We actually see Leia give a speech at the dedication of this statue. Uh, though it wasn't mentioned in Bloodline that Jane or Abith was the one who sculpted it. And uh, way before Rebels ever came out, and this is so funny that this happened today because we just watched, um, was it uh, Secret Cargo, right? The newest Rebels episode. We just watched that episode today before we recorded this. And we saw Alton Castle a newscaster on HollowNet News. He did? Yep, he was he, that was the he was the newscaster talking about, you know, what we're going to see next, right? Oh. And then they showed what we saw next. I'm not going to spoil it in case people haven't seen it. But uh, so we see Alton Castle and we hear the voice and everything. That's why I said, "Hey, it's Alton Castle." Um, because way before Rebels ever came out, there were these little videos that came out kind of promoting Rebels, but it wasn't really about anything that happened in rebels it was more just like to get people interested in that time period again and they were little hollow net news segments and i'm going to play one of them which uh is about jane or abyss this just in good news out of Gorel today thunderous applause a controversial eyesore of a statue by notorious artist jane or of bith was finally destroyed In recent years, this work had fallen under scrutiny by the Imperial Coalition for Progress Division of Compnor because it had fallen into disrepair and had become an issue of public safety. A few rogue dissidents staged an impromptu protest, which was quickly neutralized by the local authorities. This has been Alton Castle for the Holonet News. 
<laughs> so there we go. Wait, so, wait, Daddy. Yeah. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Did they bring Janor of Bith into Star Wars? Janor of Bith is in Star Wars. Janor, like, Jan- is he the one who sculpted it in Star Wars? Yes, he is a character in the Star Wars okay. galaxy. But who wrote this book? This book was written by Pablo Hidalgo, but it was written, quote, written Oh, that by, makes more oh, sense. Sorry. I was really confused. That was confusing. Written by Jane Orr of Bith in universe. So this book is an in universe book. It's like as if as if uh, you know, Poe Dameron could sit down and he could read this book in Star Wars. And it's all about galactic history and propaganda. Which is pretty cool. What are in those slots? Um, oh, it comes with some posters, actually. And I, I'm really surprised. So we checked this out from the library, and the posters are actually in the envelope. Really? Which, pardon is this me, new? Part of me wants to steal them. I'm not going to steal them. I'm not, I'm not a thief. But everyone else does that, Daddy. I'm not going to. I'm not everyone else. I really want they, to. They belong in that little envelope thing, and I'm sure that they're keeping track of it. It's part of the book. They know that they're in there. They're going to check it when it gets checked in. I'm not going to steal it. I could ask them when I return it. Be like, hey, uh, any chance I could just have these? <laughs> I could ask them when I return it. Maybe I'll do that. So, <clears throat> so Jane or Abith. Pretty cool. Um, pretty cool that he you know, is, continues to, to appear in the book. And Annie, you're kind of paging through the book now. And you see this creepy image of Palpatine and... Half of his face is a skull. Skeleton. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, some pretty cool art in there. Okay, so we're going to just talk about some random things in this book. First one, it says, During the height of the Galactic Republic, the specter of widespread war had been forgotten. A full-scale war had not rocked the galaxy in centuries. The last great conflict, having been waged for the soul of civilization itself, was a decisive war fought between the Jedi Order and the Sith Lords. The Republic victory was so definitive that it reinvented itself, resettling its capital on Coruscant after a devastating ouster. So ouster means that it was kicked off Coruscant, and then it resettled on Coruscant, right? The, The Republic did. So it's a history reset its chrono, that means its watch, it reset time, basically, on this date. And from that moment, the modern Galactic Republic was born. Societal memories and official calendars started fresh, and the time before this rebirth was forgotten as a dark age, lumped into a collective whole known as the Old Republic. So, there was a huge war between Jedi and Sith, and that was at the end of the Old Republic. So, that's pretty cool, because... I mean, it's been a while since we've watched these things, but um, and I never really played the old Republic games, but that's part of the old video games that there was this large scale Sith war between the Jedi or war between the Jedi and Sith, and the Sith end up taking Coruscant, and, and the Jedi have to the Jedi have to take it back from Coruscant, you know, back from them. So that's pretty cool that you know this is, and of course that does not make the video game canon, but it just means that something like that may have happened, right? So. What's interesting is that the Sith were largely forgotten after this big war, much like how the Jedi were forgotten after Order 66, right? Like the the galaxy sort of forgot the Jedi. Uh, So the book also says, during the chancellery, that means while he was chancellor, during the chancellery of Finnis Valorium, Valorium, (laughs) 
It's not Valorium. It's Valorum. Uh, initial work began on millennial celebrations that would have marked the thousand-year anniversary of the Republic's foundation. So this is saying the Republic is a thousand years old. But that's not exactly true because it also says the Republic's uh, had a rebirth a thousand years ago. And was regarded that was regarded as its latest evolution in an unending cycle. So after the Sith Jedi War, a thousand years before the Clone Wars, right? The Republic kind of became like a new thing, but it was still the Republic, right? It was just that the old Republic kind of became the new Republic, but they still just called it the Republic. So here's what I'm thinking: the Republic has been around for over twenty five thousand years. Right, because we hear Obi Wan talk about this. Remember, he says, "For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic, before the Dark Times, before the Empire." Right. So twenty twenty five thousand years is about a thousand generations. But the Republic, as we see it in the prequels, has been around for about a thousand years. Right. Uh, technically, the Republic existed during the big war with the Sith and before the big war with the Sith that happened a thousand years before the Clone Wars, but it looked different. So I wonder how this is different from what happened after Return of the Jedi, though. Uh, the good, you know, after Return of the Jedi, the good took control of the galaxy away from the evil, right? The Empire was only in existence for like 30 years. So is the New Republic just the Republic? With the word new in front of it, right? I mean, it was only 30 years. Like, how long did the Sith have control of Coruscant? Uh, maybe it was only like a year or six months or something, right? But I don't know if it's all that different. Um, I think that given what we see in Bloodline, it seems like the New Republic is pretty much the same as the Old Republic. Or as the Republic of the Clone Wars. Anyway, I just find it interesting that uh, we have some confirmation about this Sith-Jedi war. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, so, let's see, what else? There's a pod racing poster in this book and uh the description of the poster i think is really funny and i think it's kind of a little gentle poke at star wars fans so it says before the outbreak of war the twilight of the republic was an era of distractions with citizens from all walks of life following escapist pursuits so they were escaping from their lives historians rebuke that means like they criticize the people of this last age for being taken in by such circuses when their attentions should have been focused on the malfeasances and corruption in the senate and other governing institutions so they're saying you know while people were watching pod racing the republic was crumbling right they should have been focusing wow. and even the artist of this poster it says if if this talented illustrator from Malastare had been able to describe the dramas of politics with the deft hand she displays in this piece that pits underdog Ben Quadraneros against arch-rival Sibulba, perhaps more people would have been invested in the coming collapse of comfortable civilization as we knew it. So I feel like it's kind of a criticism a little bit of, of how we are as a, as a nation, as a culture, um, and as how we are as Star Wars fans, right? As while we talk about Star Wars, uh, you know, real stuff is happening, right? Of course, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop talking about Star Wars, and of course, we also talk about real stuff while we talk about Star Wars, which All I always, the time. I always think is an important thing to do, um, and that's part of the reason I do it because I'm not gonna just look at Star Wars and and escape, 
I'm going to try to find out something about my own world while I look at Star Wars. So um, one thing I find interesting is that the Roman alphabet, the alphabet that we use, is used in Star Wars. Now, we're familiar with Ar- Arabesh, right? We know what yeah. Arabesh looks like. Yeah. It's that, that Star Wars writing that we see everywhere, that galactic basic, right? So when the Roman alphabet is used in Star Wars, and it is, it's called High Galactic. So there is, our alphabet does exist in Star Wars. That is cool. And, and the letters written as our letters, right? There's even a, there's even a poster that, uh, that we see on Lothal, uh, the Sinar Fleet Systems poster, uh, that has you know, English written on it the way, the way we're used to seeing it. And that's in universe. So uh, that's called high galactic, not basic, but high galactic. So thought that was interesting. Uh, this book also includes the declaration of rebellion written by Mon Mothma. How cool is that? That's hilarious. Is that hilarious? Yes. Kind of like the declaration of independence. (laughs) All right. Um, So I don't know if I'll read the whole thing, but I'm going to read the first little bit. It says, we, do you want to read it, Anna, in your best Mon Mothma voice? No. We, (laughs) we, the beings of the Rebel Alliance, do this day send forth this declaration to his majesty, the emperor, and to all sentient beings in the galaxy to make clear to all the purposes and goals of this rebellion. We firmly acknowledge the importance and necessity of the institution of galactic government. We accept that all must subjugate themselves to that government, giving up certain rights and freedoms in return for peace, prosperity, and happiness for all. We believe that the galactic government derives its power and right to rule from the consent of the governed. That means that the people don't agree with the government. The government doesn't have the ability to govern. We believe that should the rights of free beings be willfully and malignantly usurped, that means if the rights of the people living in the the galaxy are not being respected and are being trampled on, then it is the unalienable right. Unalienable means there's nothing that can take that right away from you. The unalienable right, which is kind of funny. It's almost a a play. It's almost a play on words in Star Wars, right? Unalienable. (laughs) The unalienable right of said beings to alter or abolish said government. So if the government is not respecting the people, the people should abolish the government is what this is saying. So, and it goes on and it's awesome. And you can find it on Wikipedia if you want. Go Wikipedia! Wiki. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, there is a, a piece of art that was used during the civil war, the galactic civil war between the empire and the rebellion. Uh, and it says he can't do it alone. And it's an image of Darth Vader in the front and there's the troops behind him and he's leading them. Right. And, uh, it makes note that it's interesting that this artworks resurgence in first order, first order territory in recent years. So, uh, the first order is using this art also of Darth Vader leading troops, which makes me wonder, like, could Kylo Ren, does couldn't he just recreate Vader's mask and actually, could we actually see someone wearing Vader's mask? Like a recreation of Vader's mask in the sequel trilogy. How cool would that, that be? That would be pretty and cool. And kind of creepy and little, a little weird, but mm, it would be weird. here's the, here's the image. He can't do it alone. Enlist today. It's very, yeah, really cool. Um, 
So here's a cool yeah, factoid. Yeah, he probably could do it. Yeah, he can, he can do it a lot alone. Not all of it, though. Uh, cool little fact. There's an artist that does a piece in this book. Now, of course, this is all in-universe, right? An artist by the name of Sanab Rowe. He, uh, Sanab Rowe is a Zidolfiad. Zidolfiad. Yep. Entering her fourth protogenic phase after a storied career as a female fine artist. Rowe is currently in Chrysalis on level 5121 on Coruscant and is slated to reemerge as a male sometime in the next 15 years. It's awkward. Yeah, that's pretty cool though. Like, like that this alien, this species somehow, you know, it, it's just a normal part of their lives to, you know, be, I'm assuming one gender, you know, and then come out as another gender, uh, come out of their chrysalis. It'd be kind of cool. It would be very weird. I would only want that for like a day. Well, you wouldn't know any different because that's just how we'd be. True. You know, if, if you were that alien. True. Yeah. Um, I think that... Uh, I would probably think that everyone else was weird. Like, oh my gosh, you just stay one gender for the, all of their lives? That's really weird. <laughs> right. Here's a fun fact. Padme's coronation invitation was done by Paolo, who was her first kiss. Really? Remember? Her and Anakin That's are talking. That's weird. And he, she's like, oh, my first... His name was Paolo. Right? Uh, I'm assuming she's talking about Kiss. Uh, so the artist bio for Paolo says, As is common on Naboo, Paolo Jamabi was a teenager when he chose to become an artist, abandoning an apprenticeship in politics. Jamabi, or Jemabi, I don't know, was sentenced to a labor camp following the rise of the Empire. He would later create artwork for the Rebel, Rebel Alliance. Why do you think that he was sentenced to a labor camp? Like, basically used as an imperial slave. Because mm. he's so good at art. I would assume that Vader had something to do with it. Uh, because he's a jealous... Oh, yeah. He's a jealous meanie. And if he knew that there's this guy out there who Padme, you know, had a thing for when she was younger, he would probably send, her to, send him to a labor, labor camp. Probably... Because he's, he's a horrible person. Yeah. But I found that very interesting and kind of funny in a dark way. Uh, lastly, there is an artist in this book named Janre Tassim. And uh, they're an artist from New Alderaan. What's New Alderaan again? I don't know. <laughs> this is the first mention of the planet. New really? Alderaan. Yep. The this first this book. Mention? Yep. We know what? that there's an Alderanian remnant, right, in the galaxy. We've known that we, from the Leia comics, that there's these Alderanians traveling and looking. Uh, apparently, they find a planet, and they name it New Alderaan. Cool, right? That should all be one yes. word, but it isn't. New Alderaan. New Alderaan. Oh, you think so? Or something. Well, like New York is two words, so you know, new usually new, New Mexico. You know, usually, usually it's two words. So th those are just some, you know, tidbits of information from this book. Like I said, it's chock full of awesome artwork. Um, you know, we talked about uh, Galactic Atlas last week on the show, and uh, this is another one that's like a perfect coffee table book. So I strongly recommend checking it out. It's really cool. And uh, yeah, it's, it's worth it. So 
we're gonna go have some jokes. <laughs> Alright, our jokes this week come from it's been a while, but Chris from Star Wars Kids Cast These has sent us some jokes. Good. Oh, they're gonna be awesome. Alright, so here we go. What do you call a donkey on Jetta? I dunno. Hee haw Guerrera. Huh? Hee haw Guerrera. Donkeys go hee haw. Donkeys go hee haw, right? Okay, that's weird. That's a weird one. Okay. (laughs) What did you call a really funny rogue rebel? I don't know. Ha ha ha, Guerrera. Oh my gosh. These are all going to be something, Guerrera. (laughs) What do you call a rebel leader at Christmas time? I don't know. Fa la 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 la, Guerrera. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> what do you call a rebel cheerleader? Let me guess. Adapting, something, 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 Guerrera! <laughs> yep. <laughs> ra, 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 Guerrera. <laughs> what do you call an old lady who runs a rebel cell? Um, run, 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 Guerrera? Grandma Guerrera. Uh, that's the best one <laughs> is that the best one uh, <laughs> is that all that not far 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 or something <laughs> oh goodness so thank you nice. thank you so much Chris for Thanks. can I tell a joke that's not Star Wars yeah sure it's Harry Potter and okay what is Harry Potter's favorite way of going down a hill what is Harry Potter's favorite oh, way of going one. down a hill? I don't know. Walking. JK. Rolling. <laughs> That's that was that was funny, Liam. Thank you for that. Thank you. Okay, well, I think that this has been uh, an interesting episode. Um not one I expected. But uh, but the one we deserve. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it was pretty good. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about? I know that we usually do a Q&A council and stump the lump, um, but I, you know, I just, I don't know. We're kind of, uh, you know, I think we've, we're going to go too long, I think, if we do those. So um, we're going to call it good, I think, uh, unless you guys have anything to talk about. Like, what what's one thing that has been on your mind this week? Just Just give me one thing. What, what, like, over the weekend, what's one thing that made you happy or one thing that just really... I'm gonna have a sleepover with my friend, yay, 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 yay. Yeah, okay. Um, how about you, Liam? What's one thing... I, I can think of something, uh, and it involves headphones. Do you want to tell me uh, something that you discovered sort of recently um, and something that you've been doing a lot of? My favorite singer, Grace Vanderwall. Grace Vanderwall? Who is that? Uh... She's um, 12 years old, and she won... She's 13, but she was 12 years old. Yeah, last mm. year. Mm-hmm. And she won um, America's Got Talent. Uh-huh. And what, did she win by unicycling? <laughs> she won by sing. Oh, and so at you... the beginning, I said she was my favorite singer, so... Oh, I thought you said she was your favorite thing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so you've been listening a lot to, to that music. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 
he daddy he downloaded the music mm-hmm. on Anna's iPod mm-hmm. and I've been using her iPod so yeah that's that's been something I've been waking up to uh, those songs in my head now instead of the Moana songs so it seems like uh, every couple Which is of weeks probably good. I don't is that, know. Is that good? I don't know. I don't know. It's like every couple of weeks, uh, there's a new song. I realize two of her songs. Over. So yeah. So uh, it's good though. Um, it's actually pretty good music. I like that she sings about things that are age appropriate. Uh, that's always it's one of my pet peeves is when you know. Uh, you know, young teenagers or teenagers even, or, you know, singing these super dramatic love songs. And it's like, no, you don't really know. You don't know that yet. You know? <laughs> so she's singing about, you know, pretty, pretty age appropriate things. Gossip which is cool. girls. Sure, gossiping and stuff um, like that. And bullies. Bullies. How she yeah. doesn't really know herself yet. Mm, sure. Yeah. Um, she's also singing about her sister and how they get along really well. Yeah, isn't that cool? She isn't also that sings, yeah. I don't know what, light skies about but uh, it's okay. a good song sure so yeah so that's kind of some non-star warsy stuff that you guys have been up to so yeah that's just uh you know more about us um this is the this is the sharing episode this is the oversharing episode more than you wanted to know about children of the force uh is what this is i have to say though i i really am um and you, you had something to say Maybe at the end mm-hmm. of Star Warsy stuff, yeah. we could have a little little section in the section Star Warsy stuff that's called not Star Warsy stuff. <laughs> sure, and well, we, we do do that sometimes. But yeah, you're right. We could we could do that. Um, but what I was going to say was was that you know I've made a pretty concerted effort to to just be about Star Wars and not you know bring in our other stuff to this uh to this podcast and i'm going to continue to make that effort and it's not that hard for me to do because i really do love talking about star wars but um you know uh veganism is a thing for our family as well and um it just you know it just is what it is and i did worry you know like early on when we started recording this this podcast i did kind of worry about mentioning this like i didn't want to turn people off i thought it would i honestly worried that it would it would turn people off because they would think to themselves, I'm not listening to hear about that. I'm listening to hear about Star Wars. And I would totally understand that, actually, because, um, you know, uh, I get that. But I then, really do get that. If, if they they do that, I guess this podcast just isn't the podcast for them. Because we, we don't just talk about Star Wars. Oh, that's true. That's true. I mean, they I, can still listen to us, but they can also listen to other podcasts. I was thinking specifically about talking about veganism, though. Like, some people might take it. True. You know, they might not like like hearing about that or something like that. So, I don't know. I just, you know, it's just something that I that I have worried about. And I don't know. Um, you know, let me know. Uh, <laughs> if you never want to hear us say the word again, hey, send us an email and tell us that. If you think, you know what, you are who you are, and, and uh, that's cool with us. And... We like hearing you talk about Star Wars, regardless of what you think about other stuff in the world. Uh, tell us that, too. Um, you know, we're... Uh, listening podcast. We are listening. We listen to you, and also... And you listen to um, us. <laughs> you know, we're, we're more than just Star Wars fans. And we know that you are, too. So, uh, we want to honor that in our listeners, as well. Alright, so... I think we're going to call it good there. And, uh... Hopefully you're still listening, and if you are, thank you. 
for listening to episode 63 of children of the force and as always thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force uh, if you'd like to reach out to us online you can contact us via twitter at force children on facebook we are children of the force what's that children of the force our email is forcechildren at gmail.com and send us an email. Uh, send us uh, recommendations for questions for the question and answer council. Don't forget to include your answer also, because we will answer it, but we also want to know what your answer is. For example, one that we've done in the past. What's your favorite Star Wars planet? Stuff like that. Uh, what's your favorite Star Wars toy? So uh, our website is... www.childrenotherforce.com and head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we will almost positively play on the show. And finally, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us. All right, for children of the force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the force be with you.